Hello and welcome. This is Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life. This is the podcast that will seek to inspire you to take control of your mind, take control of your mindset, to think about how you think, to go forward and build the life that you deserve to live. Before we get into this one, I need to give a content warning, I should say. We are going to discuss sexuality. We're going to discuss pornography. And so if there are young children in the presence of of where you're listening to this, it might not be the right time. If you are underage, uh, might not be, you know, might not be the best move to listen to this kind of content. Although I would say, even if you are underage and you are using pornography, old Uncle Patrick's going to (laughs) come with some warning for you. So This is in no way to exploit or to gross anybody out. This episode deals with pornography addiction. We're going to go forward now and begin to talk about it. So I came across a really interesting question on Facebook, one of these self-improvement groups. Somebody asked, what is the number one mental tool that you use to deal with your pornography addiction? That's a great question. One mental tool. Give it to me. (laughs) I need help is what it sounded like. And you know, this post got over 120 replies, which makes me think that many, many people have had thoughts about pornography addiction, have probably dealt with pornography addiction, or have maybe worked with someone who has. And everything they said was valid. There's there's many, many ways to go about it. There's many different things that are worth trying if you're dealing with pornography addiction. But I went a little bit off board with it. I went a little bit out of left field and I said, The number one mental tool that I use to control my pornography addiction is to police, to become aware of, and to work to end my lustful thoughts. We're going to go into this. There's going to be no guessing about what I'm talking about here by the end of this episode and how you can put it to work in your life if pornography addiction is becoming an issue. The final step really for me to get my pornography addiction into the rearview mirror was to essentially stop seeing the rest of my life like a dirty movie. Now, what the hell is he talking about today? Basically, and this is my opinion and my limited understanding, I want to lay out first how pornography works on our brain, just simply and quickly, how we relate to pornography and how I believe it can actually corrupt the way that we see our entire life, our entire existence, and what we can do to use this knowledge to end this dependence, end this habit, and and live a much happier, more energized life. So, in my opinion, my understanding, when you use pornography, your mind, your nervous system releases large quantities of dopamine because it thinks, hey, we've, look at us go. We're partaking in a novel sexual experience with somebody we've never seen before. Good for us. That's what we're supposed to do. Because on some level, at least the way our minds and body work, our sex drive is the strongest urge because it's what keeps the species alive. It's what keeps the genes, uh, it's what keeps the genes in the wash, so to speak. It's what keeps things going. It's what, uh, you know, it's what keeps that whole darn human comedy perpetuating on down the line as Sam Elliott said at the end of The Big Lebowski. It's the strongest urge in our life because it keeps our species alive. So it makes sense that our nervous system, our brain, rewards us for partaking in this act. And your little pea brain, your little reptile brain, mine included, by the way, 
on some level does not know the difference between seeing these pornographic images on screen and partaking in it in real life. I mean, there's ways that certain pornography is photographed, shot in such a way where, you know, the male actor is is pretty well obscured from view or the woman is using a sort of paraphernalia, if you will. And that invites the male viewer to feel like they are doing that with that woman. There's, there's no, I don't, I don't believe there's any debate about that. You, I mean, I would hate to say this, but you go ahead and watch some of that stuff. It's clear that it's inviting you to sort of become the person on the screen. It's inviting you to feel as though you are partaking in that experience. And then, so it becomes very, very easy to achieve this dopamine release that feeling of reward simply now by going on the phone or the computer, right? Let's remember the dopamine when it's released in the brain is the brain's way of rewarding us for partaking in an act. It's why certain things feel good and we want to do them again because on some level we believe they're beneficial, right? But now you can get, you can trick the brain essentially into thinking, hey, well, good, we're procreating, we're making babies here. But really all we're doing is going on the phone, going on the computer. No effort of actually meeting someone, getting to know them, building a relationship, seducing them, following through on that. No need to put in any effort of building any of that up with your partner. And you know, I I guess it is hard to fault us creatures for doing this kind of thing. It's the behavior of pornography abuse is widespread and I fell victim to it for a number of years because it is easy. And when you sort of tie that to the way in which the brain rewards us for doing that act, it's it's no surprise that, that we would become addicted to that. Many people have tried and failed to quit pornography, myself included. I failed, I can't even imagine how many times. So what I would say to you then is if pornography addiction is starting to ruin your quality of life, it's taking a toll on you in some way, I have done a number of episodes that I will link to in the description of this episode about addiction generally. I would say familiarize yourself with my sort of method of mindfulness and self-reflection. I don't want to go over it here. I don't I think we need to just sort of get past that. Suffice it to say, those episodes on addiction are going to reveal to you a three or four step process to observing your behavior in the present understanding why you're partaking in this behavior and then going forward to start to not change your behavior but to see yourself in a different light and to begin to realize why that behavior is being done and eventually then removing it from your life. It's not about change but it's about a whole body, a holistic, if you like, mindful approach to addiction. And again, I'm no psychologist. I have no credentials other than a couple of addictions beaten under my belt. And this is the method I used. All right. So I will link to those episodes in the show notes or on the YouTube video as well. I did do a specific episode about porn addiction that I will link to as well. I would consider spending some time listening or watching those, maybe making some notes or seeing if it applies to your life. Once that is underway in your life, I would say the number one tool, and you can begin this now before you even listen to those episodes, start implementing this now if, you, if you'd like to give it a shot, to begin to become aware of, police, and seek to end your lustful thoughts. 
Okay, long-term pornography use leads to a mindset of objectifying other people in real life. Let me say this again. Long-term pornography use leads to the mindset of objectifying other people in real life. We've all heard the term spank bank. Fellas, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. This idea of seeing an attractive person in the wild, out in public, and remembering them, saving their image in the bank, in your mind, to go home and gratify yourself to their memory, to your memory of them later. To make a mental porno movie starring you and them. Now you could say, well, what's the harm in that? I say, well, you're the one who is still listening to an episode about pornography addiction, potentially still addicted to pornography, at the cost of your own health, at the cost of your own self-respect, the cost of your personal growth, and you're partaking in this lustful objectification of real people. So you have to ask, am I addicted to these lustful thoughts? Have I made myself into a spectator in my own life? Have I become delusional? There was a time in my life when I would have answered yes to all three of those questions. I watch people have sex on the internet, and whether consciously or not, I pretend that it's me. That's what my sex life is, or there's a a majority of my sex life is that. It's not real. Remember, on some level, your mind actually believes that it is you. And so now I go through life looking at real people the same way to use them in a fantasy. Why bother talking to her? Why bother talking to him? Why get to know them? Why spend time when I can just go home, throw them in the old spank bank and take care of business and my body and my brain don't know the difference, right? We talked about how the dopamine works. We love that novel sexual experience. We can get it online through pornography. We can get it through this lustful objectification of other people. So now you have to ask, has pornography warped the way I see the world? And again, there was a time in my life when I would have also answered yes. Of course it's easier. You you might say, well, I never have a shot with that person anyway, so it's just a bit of fun to go home and pretend that I that I did. Or so you tell yourself. But we'd have to think... That if fulfillment comes from a real-life relationship, a real-life, sexual, intimate relationship, that when someone who you actually might be compatible with, someone you might have a shot with, someone who's actually attracted to you, for God's sake, if you could imagine that, that person comes along, are you going to recognize them? Are you even going to be close to ready for that? You haven't been practicing relating to people very much. You've just been in fantasy land, right? Imagining that you're in in this video or imagining that you're doing God knows what to these people that you haven't even talked to. You've simply just seen them. And the real thing comes along. Are you ready? Or will you be a tired, pale, low-energy, self-loathing drug addict? Now, this is the choice I had to make, right? That's why I speak so harshly and sternly about it because it's life or death and it was life or death for me. You know, I can tell you that identifying and becoming aware of these 
lustful thoughts, becoming aware of the way I use my mind to create pornography even when I wasn't watching it, right? I was psychologically doing it. This has been the most difficult part of quitting pornography was to lose the pornography, the coomer, if you will, the cum brain mindset to stop seeing the whole world as my objective, my objectification, my arena for objectifying, my fantasy land where I do whatever I want to people in my mind. It's been difficult and quitting this tendency will take time. But if you are earnestly and honestly wanting to quit pornography, you can try all whatever those other 120 people said. Go for a walk, you know, get up, realize that for the most part, we use pornography not because we're sexually aroused, but because we're addicted to the dopamine. We need it to regulate. We're lonely, we're bored, we're tired, we're sore, we're stiff, we're hungry, we're thirsty. All these urges perverted to, to one d- desire. You have to address all that. I've gone over it a little bit. But if you really want to quit porn, you also have to quit producing porn in your mind and come down to earth. So I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Please, if this is useful, leave a comment on YouTube. Drop a review. Use the Q&A on Spotify. Feel free to get in touch. Facebook, Instagram, we're out there. We're loving every minute of it. We'd love to hear from you. If any of this resonates, please let us know. And until we speak again, please remember, better is possible.